A big thank you to the patrons for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> and check out patreon.com slash Sinclair Lore for more ways to torture Richie. <laughs> so today's episode is about the Ring City, but Richie couldn't make it, and instead we have a very special guest. <laughs> the guest is Gail. Yay! Hello, Sinclair. <laughs> It's me, Slave Knight Gale. Hello, Gale. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Richard has said a lot of things about me, and they're very hurtful. So I feel like I should come on this and defend myself in my own words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, thank you. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Ring City, but um, to understand what led you to the Ring City, we have to talk about the Ashes of Ariandel a little bit first. Ah, uh, yes. So, I guess my biggest question, and the question that's on everyone's mind, is that why were we charged full DLC price for that pile of shit? Hmm, it's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's so they had more time to work on the Ringed City and make it even better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So our first encounter with you happens when you're praying at an altar. Yes. That's in the Cathedral of the Deep. Right. Um, who are you right. praying to? Well, as I said when you met me, I was saying, merciful goddess, mother of the forlorn. I was praying to a statue of a woman in the cleansing chapel. Mm-hmm. And when I give you a scrap of canvas that you're then sucked into, <laughs> you find yourself in the painted world of Ariandel, which is no longer the painted world of Ariamis. It's been gentrified. Uh, it's been what? It's been gentrified. What is that? You know, they're like the the rich people moved into oh. the painted world of Ariamis, and then like the the slug kind of phalanx people had to leave. Jeremiah had to leave; they couldn't afford rent anymore, and set up a whole lot of coffee shops. It's it's okay, right? Okay, yeah. It's just like wannabe Bohemian crow artists in lofts now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. The crow people in the painted world are the followers of Velka. Uh-huh. And it is somewhat confusing because even though they had made crow people for Dark Souls 3 already, specifically are described as telling stories about the painted world, mm-hmm. the crow people in Ariandel look nothing like them, but they're still crow people. Mm-hmm. So that makes it seem like that I am praying to Velka. Right. But very confusingly, the person that I'm praying to is a weeping woman, and Dark Souls 3 also mentions Kaitha, the goddess of tears, mm-hmm. who is described as crying a lot. So it could be <laughs> Kaitha as well. Do you think she's crying a lot because she played through the Ashes of Arendelle DLC? Because it's so emotional at the end. <laughs> Um, uh, also, <laughs> Gail, you No! Freed! <laughs> How? Um, you're good friends with Lance. Yes. And <laughs> recently Lance told you something interesting about the cathedral. Could you tell us? <laughs> L- Lance was data mining Dark Souls 3 and he found me. <laughs> and I- he found some extra dialogue that I had and we talked for a while and he was explaining to me that the reason that that area that you meet me in is called the cleansing chapel is because it was going to be a place where you went to have your sins cleansed and there was originally a Velka NPC there like Oswald and what's the guy in Dark Souls? Cromwell and Mm -hmm. Cromwell would be there and you would be able to talk to them and get your sins cleansed. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it always was meant to be Velka. 
So the crying statue, the weeping woman, is likely to be Velka and not Kaisa? Well, when when Freed moved into Ariandel, <laughs> she, she it's described as she took a form that the residents of Ariandel would worship. And she looks a lot like the statue in the cathedral. Yeah. So I think she she might be uh, dressed as Velka. Mm-hmm. I haven't asked her, even though I did put my summon sign down before that boss room. <laughs> so I guess I am just standing there, like in my own world. <laughs> just waiting to be summoned. Yeah, for like three hours. <laughs> but there's, and the other thing is Lance was helping me hack the game. So that's why you can summon me even when I'm not embered. <laughs> okay, thank you for elaborating on that. Um, He's been a great help. <laughs> so earlier you said that you suck people into the painting? Yes. Um, without warning them? Well, I didn't, I didn't exactly explain what would happen. But mm. they could they could choose not to touch it. Don't you think that's a little like impolite? Where it's like, hey, what's up? Touch this piece of paper, and then they're sucked into the painting. It's probably a little scary and traumatizing. And then the first thing they see is that creepy crow person talking to them. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Do you think that's why Frida is mad at you? Did you do the same to her, where you basically just, like, kidnap her into the painting, and then there's a creepy person, and she's like, what am I doing here? Where am I? And that's why she's so mad about the whole painting thing. (laughs) It really doesn't make any sense, does it? I feel like... I feel like you should have talked to people first, and were like, hey, so there's this painting, and I need help. Do you mind? What happened was, originally, the first DLC was going to be Londor. (laughs) Okay. So, I was trying to go there to see what it was like, and I had with me the scrap of painting, and I ran into Frida as she's leaving Londor, because she was going to be the boss of the Londor DLC, and then accidentally, she touched it, and I was like, oh shit, she's (laughs) in Ariandel now, we're going to have to have the DLC there instead. (laughs) Oh, okay. That makes sense. Hmm. If you can think of a better way to deal with this situation, I would like to hear it. Well, you just talk to people. You're like, hey, I need help. Do you mind going into the painting and helping me out with something? And what's going to happen is once you touch this piece of paper, don't be scared. But when you touch it, you're going to be transported there. Just like explain it first. I feel like. That would be a better way to do it. What if they start asking questions about what's actually there? And I just have to be like, um... <laughs> well, it's it's the painted world from Dark Souls 1, and you just paid like $20 for it. Mm. And they're like, oh, that doesn't sound very good. No, 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 no. Uh, you remember Sif? There's also a wolf here that's a different wolf. Also, there's some crabs. Well, there's also a, that effigy in the end that's very mysterious. That could be like a selling point. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, I think it's important to, to explain to people that like things being mysterious, is that's the same as when they just don't make any sense. <laughs> so it's not like when you, when you talk about things being mysterious, people mean like, oh, they're very uh, evocative. There's a lot of possible ways to interpret this. What is it saying? It's like your sort of allegorical elements and maybe like magic realist elements. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's really, really thought provoking. But also, what if at the end of something for no reason, there was a skeleton with some snake skin on it and it just never explained? It's, it's mysterious. I got the idea from J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the, it's the mystery box. So. <laughs> What is the point of that whole thing? Like, why are you why are you kidnapping people into the painting? What do you want them to do? Well, as we all know, <laughs> if you get two ashen ones together, that makes flame, uh-huh. and the flame will burn up the painting that I'm carrying around from inside of it. 
and I'm not I'm not sure where the rest of if I I don't know if what I'm carrying is the whole painting or or what because I don't know where the rest of it is and when the painting is on fire that's a good time to start a new painting inside the painting <laughs> in the same building that's currently on fire yeah I feel like you didn't think that one through do you think it would have been more logical to start another painting first, have that done, and then set the painting on fire so you have somewhere to go? Well, one of the problems is that as a slave knight, <laughs> I don't have the option to say no. <laughs> oh. And I'm currently serving a small child who doesn't have much life experience and frankly doesn't seem the brightest. <laughs> So, you know, I I could probably say to her, like, it's maybe not the best idea, but at this point, after thousands of years in her servitude, you just you just let it go. Because it's like, is it worth having that argument again? Or should I just go and do it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that reminds me uh, of my relationship with my boyfriend. Sometimes yeah. he's like, I'd just rather go do it than try to explain to Sin why it's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know how uh, the Ashen one, when they walk around um, the ring, not the ring city, the ashes of Ariandel? Yeah. They meet this, like, disgusting bird. They meet a number of disgusting birds. <laughs> well, one of them tells them that everyone agreed to, like, burn the painting. Well, they agreed to let the painting rot away. Oh, to rot away? No, no, they agreed for it to burn away, but Frida said no, and now it's rotting away? Yeah, that's, that's, I thought you meant another disgusting bird. There's, there's <laughs> okay. numerous ones. Okay. Um, so I wanted to ask you about that. Like, how did everyone come to that decision? Oh, that's a very good question. Like, was there a vote? Or? Well, the thing is, Frida showed up mm -hmm. dressed as Velka. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if she showed up immediately like that, or she made the costume at some point after that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where would she make the costume? Um, well, there's a... Maybe in the attic where the, the painter girl is, because, I mean, there's... But, like, I didn't... Okay, I didn't see one sewing machine in the entire DLC. Well, it doesn't have to hold together that long, so she might have used hot glue. You know what? Yeah, sometimes on RuPaul's Drag Race, some of the queens don't know how to sew, so they do use glue to, like, stitch their garments together. She didn't have enough time to make shoes. <laughs> and also, you'll, you'll see when you meet Frida, she's surrounded by paintings. Those are all her reference images for the costume. But that's not what what I was what I was getting at, Gail, is that like you're telling me that oh, the child decided that we burned down the painting and I'm like, I can't say no, right? And then yeah. the bird is telling me, Well, actually we kinda all decided to burn down the painting, so that's conflicting information. But then there's a third party, you know those Viking people? Do are my friends the Millwood Knights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they also ended up in the painting, and I, I think that was also, maybe that was me. Oh, no. It's not clear how they ended up in the painting, but it's possible that I, Slave Knight Gale, somehow tricked them all, maybe in, in just sequence, into touching that and ended up there. Okay, so did you put, like, a piece of painting on a Roomba and let it go and be like, bring more people? Do you think that, in a sense, the Ashen One themselves is a Roomba? Because they're just going around Lothric collecting ashes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think that that would have been a good like mechanic if you had, <laughs> like, after you beat the bosses, there's like a finishing move thing you have to do where you've got to get a vacuum out and just suck it all up. <laughs> yeah. And then you just deliver them to Filing Shrine in a bag and just like tip them on the. <laughs> You know what? That would make sense, because how else are you going to bring, like, ashes or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why when confronted with the Dark Soul, I decided to eat it. 
<laughs> that's a more sensible way of dealing with it than carrying just skulls around with you. <laughs> right. right. Okay, but I feel like you're changing the subject because you know what I'm going to say. Go on. So as I was saying, uh, you're telling me the kid decided to burn it, then the bird tells me everybody well, no, decided I, to burn it. No, no everyone, Gail, the, everyone Gail? decided to burn it. Yes, yeah. yes, Sinclair. Let me, let me finish. Yes, Sinclair. But then I meet the Millwood Knights, and yeah. they clearly did not decide to be burned alive, because when I come close to them, they're about to murder me. They're not like, oh, this painting's going down anyway, and we're going to be burned with it. So you know what? Pass, pass along. Go, go, Ash and One. We will help you complete your quest. No, they're like, we will kill you if you try to get close to us. So I feel like not everyone agreed to this. Yeah, they seem unrelated to the main plot, don't they? Yeah. They're just sort of there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who can forget the grave tender and the grave tender's great wolf? What? Who? Who can forget them? Oh my god, you're right! Yeah, sorry, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. They're, all, they're in the painting too. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. their deal? It's a good question. Were they there to begin with, or did you and- Well, I, I sometimes wonder if when the painting was restored- Mm-hmm. They were just added to it because we. It would have been simple to just say that when the painting of Arian Dell was restored, they added the the Millwood Knights to it. Like someone who was restoring it painted something that they remembered. Mm-hmm. But the game does specify that they were all snatched from the real world along with a giant tree that you never find, and they were just put there. Yeah, maybe the Grave Tender's Great Wolf, because mm-hmm. when Sif's not on screen. All the characters should be saying, where's Sif? Someone <laughs> decided to add Sif uh-huh. to the painting yeah. as like yeah. a crossover thing. Yeah. Okay. I know they didn't do a very good job. <laughs> um. So it's just a sort of just a large dog. It doesn't have the sword or anything. Yeah. And it works with someone who just has some chain mail armor and no pants. <laughs> Hmm. 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 As I was saying before, right? It was the there was there was consensus in Ariandel that it would be burned down. Well, I don't know. And my my ward, uh, she she didn't so much want it burned down, but she just refused to leave that attic while the building was on fire. <laughs> that's that's kind of her problem. And the thing is, like, she 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 would survive, yeah, because she can't die. But then you have to wonder, like, well, what's going to happen to the painting? That's the only thing that we we care about at all. Yeah. So, not sure what happens if you burn the painting inside of the painting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Like you said, what happened to the painting? But I'm also concerned about the people in the painting. Like. I get that they're all rotten and they're like, we kind of want to die. But did you ever think of maybe getting them like medical help first and seeing if that would help them instead of just burning them? Well, I don't, I don't think you understand that <laughs> it's all thematic. So you might look at it and think, oh, you, this is just characters saying the exact same things that they're saying in the base game uh, in an area from Dark Souls 1. Why did I pay for this? But... <laughs> As a wise Twitter user, the answer is it's supposed to be like that. Uh-huh. It's thematic. Uh-huh. So it's it's thematizing the fact that the series has run out of ideas and no one wants to make this and it needs to die. Okay. I imagine um, there'll be a lot cut out from this. Um Okay, so basically the Ashen, they meet Frida, they meet Willem. It's a Willem. <laughs> Willem? Yeah. This is like in, in Deracine, where there's Lawrence, <laughs> Mary, and Herman. <laughs> Dark Souls 3 has Willem. Um, 
Oh, speaking of other From games, um, that's something Richie pointed out, and I'd like to, I'd like your take on it. Well, I, I am, I am a big fan of From Software, and I, I had been hoping to work with them for some time. So I'm glad they finally included me in my own, my own pair of DLCs, which I play a largely mystifying role. <laughs> well, um, you know the upcoming super hit Sekiro. Yes. Um, it's also about um, like uh, a guard or whatever who's protecting a, a child. Yes. And and your story is, um, you know, a guard who's protecting a child. And I think mm. Richard drew parallels between the two of you. Well, I think I think the problem is that what Richard fails to grasp is that in Sekiro the child is captured. Right. Whereas my child is safely stored in an attic. <laughs> No, but before your child is safely stored in an attic, they're in this creepy library where Willem keeps them. They're in another attic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, but I think I'm doing a better job, frankly, than John Sekiro. But they're locked up by Willem in an attic. Mm. You didn't put him there. Willem did. And that's why he's like, don't go in the attic, Ashen One. What if Willem's working for me? Okay. I'm the true mastermind of the series. Because why Why else would I be the final boss? If I were just a random incidental character. <laughs> I wanted to ask, because we never, we never hear about you before this DLC. So, who are you? Well, I'd like to point out that you also never heard about Pontiff Sullivan before Dark Souls 3. And he's quite the mover and shaker. <laughs> Yeah, I, mm, I see yes. that point. Yes. Also, who who's the painter girl? She is, as far as I can gather, <laughs> she is the last of the gods. Um, her and her, I suppose, sister, Yoshka, another great character. <laughs> so... The three remaining gods by the time of Dark Souls 3 are, of course, the Painter Girl, Filianor, and Yoshka. Uh, what about the Nameless King? Well, he doesn't look well. I think he's died and <laughs> come back to life again. Okay. All right. I'd also like to point out that based on my own item descriptions, <laughs> my crossbow was customized for repeat firing to face mobs alone. <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> and it mentions that, that I engaged in many battles on my endless journey. Could you tell us about that? Well, I've been around since the Age of the Gods. I've been around since Dark Souls 1. You just haven't met me before. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. As, as, as my own armor set explains, <laughs> that uh, long ago... <laughs> oh, it's always great when an item description starts with long ago. The undead served as slave knights, who were warriors used as fodder in the bleakest of battles. Mm -hmm. And they served the gods. So, I guess I was fighting <laughs> other undead on behalf of the gods during a series of battles. Which is very confusing, because as far as I'm aware, the undead start appearing like after the major battles in the Dark Souls universe, like they, after Gwyn defeats the dragons and the fire starts to fade, that's when the undead appear. What if they mean other battles? Like, you know, like a battle with diabetes or something. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. It also says that um, my greatsword was originally an executioner's sword made for decapitation. So I guess I was an executioner at some point. Oh, you were an executioner. Well, it doesn't say I was, it says the sword was, so I oh. may have stolen it from an from an executioner. Have you ever had a golden cone in your possession that you wore on your head? I have a sort of a cone that I wear. Hmm. But I cover it with red, which is why people refer to me as the Red Hood. So you're known? Well, I'm known as the Red Hood, but the Red Hood is also a minor Batman villain. <laughs> Do you think they may be confusing you with that villain? It's possible. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and then uh, they see me and they're just like, ah, that's Slave Knight Gale and his <laughs> iconic red hood. Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of any other characters in the Soul series who wear red. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why when I arrive in the Ringed City and begin to eat the Pygmy Kings... They say the red hood is coming, because they know there's only one person in the series who wears a red hood, rather than a more more obvious statement like, the undead guy is eating us, Uh, the (laughs) knight is coming. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But before we get to the Ringed City, I actually had a question I wanted to ask you. Go on. (laughs) So, at some point, the Ashen finds Father Yandel. Yes. And Father Ariandel's blood is what's keeping the flame at bay? Yes, you you can use blood to put out fires. <laughs> and I can't think of another way you could possibly be putting out fires in a world where it's constantly snowing. So he has no choice but to use his own blood. <laughs> but, um... The girl who's in the attic, she wants to create her own painting, which would create a new world. Yes, the world's inside the painting, which is inside the painting. (laughs) And how would she do that? What material would she need? Well, it's it's pretty much done, as far as I can tell. She just needs the color black. (laughs) And the only Mm -hmm. way to get that color is to travel thousands of years into the future. (laughs) and murder the eight pygmy kings from the dawn of time <coughs> and then eat eat their bodies so you have like a, a black sort of mess in, in your blood and then uh-huh. return to Ariandel, die uh-huh. and then like that blood is the colour black. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um so, like, you don't have any arts and crafts stores in Ariandel? Because when I need paint, I just go to a store. I'll be honest, there's a degree of improvisation involved. <laughs> so it's like, I need the color black, I'm just like, black, dark, dark soul. <laughs> I, uh, alright, I guess. <laughs> And she was like, I need the pigment. And you're like, pigment, pygmy. Yeah, well, it's she's a bit pretentious, isn't she? She's like, I need the pigment. Like, it's, <laughs> it is just, it's paint. Like, you can just say paint. Like, you're not, a, you're not at that level yet. <laughs> this is what I mean about, like, artists in lofts in Ariel. Like, she's up there, she's just like, oh, I need my pigment. Like, it's just... <laughs> and, um... So what what I was getting at with like Father Riedel, his blood can put out fires. So his blood is yes. obviously special in some way. Why didn't you try to paint a world using his blood first? Well, because Frida is keeping him in the basement, and yeah, I yeah. lack the ability to go past <laughs> there. But no, but after the Asian comes and kills Father Riedel, couldn't you just scoop up some blood and be like, "Will this work?" It has to be pigment coloured like the dark soul of man. That's what she saw. I think she has, like, an app on her phone or something. And she's, like, she's like pointing it at things like this colour. And then it gives you, like, the RGB values or something. And she's, like, it's got to be that colour black. I can't take any. It's, like, oh, fucking fine then. Where am I going to get this? Oh, it's thousands of years in the future in a desert. Also, at the same time. I mm-hmm. will need to trap someone else in this world because if you have one Ashen One and then Frida, who's also an Ashen One, that makes fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 Mm. Hmm. Yeah. And, of course, when I arrived there, I discovered that their blood had long ago dried. Well, wait, we're not there yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, okay. um... So yeah, the Ashen does your job for you and kills Father Yandel as well as Frida. Well, the Ashen one, this is what I mean when I was working with Lance, because Lance <laughs> made it so I have a summon sign that works even if you're not Embered. Mm-hmm. And 
but it's special because you summon me, but I only show up in the second phase of the fight. Right. Right. Why? It's because the way of white corona. Right. My signature move along with my signature <laughs> red hood. Right. Is simply too powerful. Uh. <laughs> so if I had been there for all three phases, there would have been no challenge at all. Okay. <laughs> also, um... Okay, right. So then... Father Yandel's defeated, there's a fire that appears at the end of the boss room. Well, I think you're missing out on, like, four phases there. Oh. It's Father Ariandel is defeated, then Frida is defeated, then Father Ariandel and Frida are defeated, then Frida's <laughs> defeated from them. I think it's that. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> and, um, so after that, the fire appears at the end of the boss room. Um, yeah, it destroys that really nice mural. Oh, what's on the mural? The mural is, it's like two, no, it's two or three figures in like black robes reaching into this, the ground and there's like black flame and they're pulling snakes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's another idea I got from JJ Abrams, which is like, (laughs) because it's the mystery box. It's like, what does this mean? And then the story gains momentum from not knowing what it means. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you get to the end and it's just distance nothing. Mm-hmm. Did you paint it? No, that was a rough draft by the painter girl. Oh, okay. Well, well, she ran out of black ink making. <laughs> she ran out of black pigment making that because she had to paint all the black flames. Ah, right. And I'm like, this dark soul was expensive. I'm going to have to go and get some more. <laughs> um. Alright, okay, so now we finally So finally you use the fire and it transports you to the drag heap. Well, which which of the two bonfires in that room are you discussing? Oh right. There, oh, There's also right. another one out. There's uh there's three bonfires in a row. Oh right, yeah. Yes. Which is like the Dark Souls three signature, having a lot of bonfires close by yes. in a row. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's called thematic consistency. Maybe look it up sometime. <laughs> Like, I, I will never forget the bonfire. You know how when you beat the armor, and then there's a bonfire, and then there's another bonfire in front of the library, yeah. like three feet away? That's why we brought back the Dragon Slayer armor for the Ring City. So if you were thinking, like, there's three bonfires in a row, it's ridiculous, <laughs> you would get to the swamp and think, ah, oh, of course. <laughs> why? It's supposed to be stupid. <laughs> so I can't criticize it. No, but I legit spend like 10 minutes staring at the two bonfires thinking I missed something. Like, there's a secret. It means something. So, but like, I I walked back and forth and I explored the space between the two bonfires, but there was nothing. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm, It's very odd. Yeah. But thank you for explaining that. It makes perfect sense now. Well, I'm just hoping to set the record straight on a number of issues. Okay, so I'm t- you take the bonfire to the drag heap. Yes, it's my own personal bonfire I made <laughs> that can take you forward in time. Okay. That's why it has to be after the other bonfire, because it's too powerful. <laughs> but then the confusing thing is that the Ashen One follows you, right? Yes. But then you're not there anymore. All they find is, like, a bunch of ghosts of you, spirits of you, pointing where to go, as well as, like, red cloth. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's interesting that I, because I begin by intentionally trapping the Ashen One in the painting, because yeah. I need there to be two Ashen Ones there to make the firelight. Yeah. So then when the fire is lit, the Ashen One's not really necessary anymore. Mm-hmm. But then, as, as a way of saying thank you. <laughs> I left this extra bonfire here so that you can then, for no benefit to me whatsoever, go into the future and meet me again, at which point I will try to kill you. But also, like, you seem to lead the person a little bit. You help them a little bit. Um, Yeah, that was another, that's some more stuff I did with Lance, because as you can see, (laughs) there's a lot of, like, fall damage issues in that area. Yeah. So I just very helpfully was like, here are the places where we've managed to turn off fall damage. Uh-huh. <laughs> but because it had to be tied to an existing object in the game, 
It's tied to those little circles. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I see a pattern here. So again, just like in Ashes of Ariandel, mm-hmm. instead of just asking the person, hey, can you come help me with this? Can you co-op with me on this? Can you, you just sort of leave these obscure signs around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I have issues like directly confronting people. I feel like you fear rejection because you're like, what if they say no? That, that is how I feel a lot of the time. I, I'd say yes. It's it comes from having to work constantly as as like the nanny to this small child. <laughs> I'm just very emotionally drained a lot of the time. <laughs> and like the thing is, as a slave, <laughs> I was never really allowed to ask for things. I felt like I had to constantly please others. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I can directly ask people for things. It makes me yeah. feel like I'm taking up too much space. Makes me feel like I'm imposing. Mm-hmm. So my way around that is to hand out a piece of magic canvas to someone so that they're then sucked inside it while I laugh maniacally. <laughs> or like leave messages in the form of red cloth. Well, because who else is wearing red? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You see the red, you're like, Gail. Um, well, listen, when Dark Souls 4 comes out, and if you're in it, you can just mm. directly approach people and ask them for things, you know? Well, as uh, as the painter girl says at the end, she hopes Uncle Gale will find a place in the painting. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls 4. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, the thing, and- <laughs> that's, that's, that's what Sekiro is an experiment for, because Sekiro, people are a little bit concerned that you can't create your own character in it. Mm-hmm. You have to play as the son of the owl guy. That's a that's like them testing the waters because they're wondering like, what if Dark Souls Four? <laughs> you have to play as Gale. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. So another question I had for you because you went ahead of the Ashen One, right? Yes. How did you get past the angels as well as the demon princess? Well, what happens is they saw my signature red hood. <laughs> and they were just terrified. Okay. <laughs> There's like no way we can stop this guy. <laughs> I also was able to get past it by trapping them inside painting. <laughs> I have a whole lot of scraps of canvas in my backpack. <laughs> right. I just held them up as the angels were shooting at me. And... <laughs> The quills went in just inside the painting, and they just flew out in Ariandel. <laughs> so just constantly for like a couple of hours, just randomly people were being killed with shotgun blasts of feathers. <laughs> I just pictured like the angels flying around that village, like causing havoc, shooting lasers, and the birds just like running around in panic. They're just like, oh, it's happening again. <laughs> Like, ah, Gale! This place cannot burn fast enough. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so then you reach the Ringed City. Yes. Once you, once you reach it, um, what mm. do you do? I did what anyone would do, which is I made a beeline for the Pygmy Kings, which, of course, we all, we all know about. Uh-huh. Um, those very important characters. And then <laughs> um, my own recollections become hazy here uh-huh. because I am somewhere in the future. Right. And the whole of the Ring City is a desert. But that can only happen if you break Filianor's egg. Right, yeah. Except... That in your world, Filianor's egg is still whole, but yeah. people talk about me having done things. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a reference to time being convoluted. <laughs> what I'm saying is that time is convoluted is a very well-known line from Solaire, a very popular Dark Souls character. Yeah. So you're thinking, wait, this doesn't make sense, and you're reminded of Solaire. <laughs> yeah. And that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. And you think to yourself, you know, maybe Gale is the new Solaire. Yeah. Yeah. 
Are you? Who can say? Who can say? <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask you something about the Ring City itself, because, um, like, people seem to know about the Ring City, like... Mm. People yeah, seem to want to conquer yeah. it or visit it, yeah. and there may have been an yeah. angel from it who talked to Gertrude and got her in trouble, and you clearly know about it. As far back as Dark Souls 2, they were sending envoys to the Ring City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how come, like, the Ashen, for example, yeah. never heard of it before? Or well, anyone- to be fair, they, yeah. they just came- they, they've only been alive for, like- six hours in Dark Souls. Like, they just wake up from their grave and they're like, everything's <laughs> new to them. Okay. So it doesn't occur to them to ask about the Ring City. How come the person who may be controlling the Ashen, IRL, has never heard of the Ring City before, even though they may have played all of the previous games? Well... <laughs> <laughs> As uh, as life explains, the Ring City's <laughs> mentioned in in uh, ancient rumors, right? So it's possible that as as just rumors, they weren't deemed important enough to include in in the in the actual like story text. Oh, or maybe it was like the it was rumored in like tabloids and stuff, but. It was on the Dark Souls equivalent of Snopes.com, and it was like, <laughs> there is a ring city under the earth, and it's that yellow, like, unconfirmed. Yeah. 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 Because they sent the the Ruined Sentinel people there, mm-hmm. and they never came back. Right. So it's like, well, we can't say. So it wasn't deemed important enough to include. Mm-hmm. But everyone absolutely did uh, did hear about it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's like uh, like Pontiff Sullivan. <laughs> I think what a lot of people don't realize about Dark Souls One and Dark Souls Two is that they take place in a decoy universe, <laughs> which was created by Pontiff Sullivan. Speaking of the Pontiff, isn't he also from the painting? He is. Yes. Did you guys meet? Did you ever meet him? Did you go out to a bar together? Did you, like, hang out? Uh, I found him very cold. <laughs> what, what, what happened? He's been very jealous of me, because as you know, <laughs> Pontiff Sullivan was conceived of as the final boss of Dark Souls 3. Right. And he was to play the role of this character called the Old King of the Eclipse, and there would be a big, epic, climactic fight in the ruins of Filing Shrine as the world was enveloped by darkness. And you know this because Lens told you. Well, no, so I talked to Pontiff Sullivan about it. Oh, right, right, we're, yeah. we're going out where he's like, you know, he gets a few drinks into him, he gets pretty morose, <laughs> and he's complaining about this thing. <laughs> and he's like, and I've been demoted to mid-boss. <laughs> and it's like, he's in a pretty bad mood from from kind of understand, and they've reached this, they've settled this, this agreement where it's like, <laughs> You, you're demoted from final boss to mid boss, but we'll add in all of this text that makes it seem like you're incredibly important, even though you don't do anything. <laughs> and I didn't want to tell him because he was so miserable that, like, <laughs> I, Gail, I just got the call. They want you as the final boss of the entire series. <laughs> oh, and, wow. Yeah, I, and the thing is, like, you know, you. I just didn't want to, like, I didn't want to upset him, so yeah. I didn't bring it up with him. Yeah, but, like... Did he find out eventually? He found out eventually, and I just had to be like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Uh. It was after he went back to the painted world to find his frost sorcery that he invented. <laughs> and we were just talking, and then he's just like, oh, I see, uh, I see you have a second form, Gale. <laughs> you seem to have you seem to have incorporated Orphan of Cause's moveset for some reason. <laughs> and I just had to, yeah, like, I didn't want to upset you, but <laughs> they have, and, like, it's, it's, he knows it's not my fault, but there is still a rift between us. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he does. He does blame management, but there's still a lot of jealousy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh. Speaking of which, uh, Yorshka seems to also have come from the painting. Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> Like, okay, have you ever seen her in the painting? Because we don't know, and we'd like to know. That's a that's a very good point. Um, there are now, by my reckoning, four different dragon waifs. Uh, <laughs> three of whom are associated with the painting in some way. Uh-huh. The fourth one uh, just sort of has some scales around her eyes. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. But she she is of course uh the daughter of Seath. Mm-hmm. Mm. By the way, I have a really uh really good video on Shira. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I made talking about how she is the daughter of the Duke and the daughter of Seath, which I made yeah. before Richie came along and ruined this channel. Well, I never liked him. I think he's had a negative influence on this whole operation. <laughs> Thank you, Gail. <laughs> um, okay, so, oh, another thing I wanted to ask you, maybe you, since you're, like, the slave knight who served mm. the gods? Yes. What's up with the whole Filianor egg thing? Well, it's interesting you bring that up. <laughs> because I was somehow able to get past her without touching the egg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a theory um, which I presented to Richie the other day, is that Mm -hmm. you weren't actually um, ahead of the Ashen, you were just following them. And you pretended that you were actually ahead, and those were like decoy ghosts and decoy. Well, that's, I find that very shocking. (laughs) It's a slanderous accusation. Because <laughs> that, then it would kind of make sense if you, like, the Ashen touches the egg, and while he's, like, distracted because this thing going on, you kind of sneak behind him and go eat the pygmies. Filianor got that from me, actually, because <laughs> she saw that I tricked the Ashen one by holding out a piece of canvas. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> so she's like, wow, this character doesn't seem that bright. Yeah. Yeah, so she's like, I'll just sit here with my decaying egg and eventually <laughs> they will touch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she was using the egg as a pillow? Uh yeah, yeah, well there's not nothing really else for her to rest her head on there, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And she's she's got quite strange, like, dragon eyebrows. Yeah. So she can only she can only sleep with her head at certain angles. <laughs> Hmm. Um. Okay. Well, can you explain the whole situation with the pygmies and eating them? Well, well. As as I explained before, very straightforwardly, <laughs> I needed a certain shade of of paint, and the only way to get that, you know, at the time. Um, was to go to the Ring City because that's where the Dark Soul was. Right. And Gwyn had sealed the Dark Soul there at the beginning of time. And the Ring City itself was a big dark sign around the Dark Soul to kind of keep it together. And, you know, when when the painter girl said, I want you to go to the Ring City, I was like, oh, I don't know, there's a giant seal of fire around it. But then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> The Age of Fire is ending, thanks to Lorien and Lothric. The seal's weakened. I guess I can go there. So it's a stroke of luck that it happened now. Mm-hmm. So I used my time-traveling bonfire. <laughs> as you do. Right. And I, I made my way there. So I, I made it past the arches. Uh-huh. I made it past Filianor somehow without touching the egg. That is the only way to get past her. Right. Said hi to Shira. 
And then on the way there, I saw that there were all of these deformed knights that had very similar armor to me. And, like, their head had completely disappeared and their bodies were all bloated into this giant mass of, like, tentacles and branches. And I'm like, oh, that looks a lot like uh, like this Dark Soul stuff does bad things to you, but I think I can manage it. Uh-huh. So I went to the Dark Soul and I'm like, hey, pygmies, <laughs> I need... I'm going to have to get the blood of the dark soul from you to get the color, to get the color black. (laughs) And then it's, and then they said, Ooh, sorry, but (laughs) in the intervening thousands of years that we've had the dark soul in us, our blood has dried. Right. And I said, Oh dear, Mm -hmm. Uh, how are we going to deal with this? (laughs) And it's like, I'm not, I'm not making two trips, because this has been ridiculous. <laughs> and I thought, well, how are we going to deal with this? And I remembered, like, other times, you know, I had painted, and others, you know, other people paint, that, like, if there's little flecks of, of paint in the palette, right. sometimes if you add a little bit of, like, moisture, like, you lick the end of your yeah. finger, smudge it up a bit, you know, you can get something that's, like, paint again. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do is... I'm going to kill all of you and then rip your bodies open (laughs) and I'll find the dark soul that's dried up, but it's okay because I'll just like put it on the end of my tongue a bit and mush it up. (laughs) And then I'll have the color black. This is the only way you can do it. And what happened is I had gotten the idea from the painting world because I had seen, okay, there's all these crow people. How do they feed their kids? Okay, they eat stuff, and then they vomit it back into the child's mouth. (laughs) So I'm thinking, of course, Gail, you genius. I'll just (laughs) eat the pygmies. (laughs) I'll keep it in my stomach. And then when I get back to the painted world, I'll just throw it up all over the canvas. Uh Uh-huh. Of my deranged dragon child. Well, it didn't work exactly as as I'd planned because uh, Mm -hmm. after having taken it into myself, I began to feel a bit ill. And then it turns out I am allergic to the Dark Soul, (laughs) which I didn't know before. Right. Yeah. Um, It's not a very common thing, especially like you, you don't often... It's not something that you get tested for at a young age or something. It just sort of happens to you, you realize. And yeah, because people don't often eat the pygmy kings. Yeah, it's not, it's not that common. So it turns yeah. out I, I did have a dark soul allergy that I was unaware of. Mm-hmm. And then I began to transform into the Hulk. <laughs> right. But I kept my, my signature red hood. Mm-hmm. So they did know it was me. Right. And, yeah, after uh, consuming the Dark Soul, the- I realized, oh, hang on, there's not- there's not enough after all that. hmm I don't know if there's enough, like, in here to fill out the entire palette. But then, like, you know, stroke of luck, the Ashen One shows up. Right. Right. And I'm like, okay, I think, you know- Again, I'm not making two trips. I'm going to have to get the Dark Soul out of you. Mm-hmm. And they said, are you sure? And I said, yes, this is the only way. And then uh, there was an epic duel. <laughs> yeah. And in the in the epic duel, you can see in the background, you can see the ruins of An Orlando. Mm-hmm. And you can see the ruins of the second decoy Lothric that Pontiff Sullivan made. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and then? Well, unfortunately, I hadn't reckoned with the fact that um, the undead Ashen One can't die being undead. Mm-hmm. So they just kept showing up, and eventually uh, I was defeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
The pro- yeah, and and then after, but after they defeated me, they brought the blood of the Dark Soul to the to the girl anyway. Well, that was very nice of them. It was. It's like it's like a Uber Eats, it's like a courier <laughs> service. Hmm. So it's it's sort of a happy ending because she gets her pigments. She can make the new painting. The old painting burns down. Yep. And while you were fighting me, I used the blade of peril which is my signature technique. It says it's a a precarious technique unique to the undead gale, in which you leap and then slam the sword into the ground and then do a spinning slash. That sounds hardcore. I know. It's unique to me. Gale. (laughs) It says here that um, the red-hooded, me, wandering slave knight Gale sought the blood of the Dark Soul as pigment for the painted world, but Gale knew he was no champion, and the Dark Soul would likely ruin him, and he had little hope for safe return. Mm-hmm. That's just modesty. <laughs> right. Again, it's that whole lack of confrontation thing. It's like, can you come yeah. back with the Dark Soul? I'm like, I don't know if, like, I'm strong enough to do it, but I'll try. And I had every intention of doing it. <laughs> it's just like I feel like if I say yes I'm coming back it's a bit too committal it's a bit too forceful I'm going to start worrying like oh I've committed to this thing what if I can't do it what if something goes wrong so right. I sort of err on the side of like I don't know if I'm like good enough for this but yeah yeah I, I yeah no it, it makes sense it makes sense it also says that the undead slaves skin charred black and their bones twisted I don't recall that happening to me at any point <laughs> I think I just I just looked like a man with a beard. Yeah. Yeah. It also says here that uh, the blood of the Dark Soul was just seeping from a hole inside me. Yeah. So you could actually have just, like, put a bucket under me. <laughs> Collected, like, a bucket's worth of blood of the Dark Soul and then right. just gone back to the painted world. Or, or I could have just gone back to the painted world, leaving a trail of dark blood paint behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are other ways the game could have ended, but tragically we chose to resolve things with violence. So it's, it's asking you to consider why did you do this? Well, thank you, Gail. That cleared uh, a lot of things up. It's been a pleasure. I'm just glad I've been able to to say my piece on this. I'm sure Richard will really appreciate this episode. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder where he is now. <laughs> it's probably like 12.22am and he's just like sitting in an overheated room <laughs> in like a sweaty t-shirt. Um, I wonder if his window is fixed. I don't think it's ever going to happen. No. No, the problem is he'll ask he'll ask me to fix his window, okay. and that will involve me traveling to the center of the earth to get wood from an arch tree. <laughs> oh, oh, and another thing is the painter girl doesn't seem to know you died. Well, you don't want to you don't want to distress her unnecessarily. Yeah, but is she just gonna sit there expecting you to come back? Well, she, I am undead, so maybe I will come back. Oh, right, that's true. Or, or what will happen is, like, on Christmas, someone's going to come down the chimney and give her a present. She'll be like, oh my god, it's Dark Blood Soul paint. This is exactly <laughs> what I wanted and what I wanted Uncle Gale to bring me. And then she'll look up at Santa and be like, oh, Uncle Gale? Aww. And then he'll, like, wink at her and that'll be the end. <laughs> that would be the perfect ending. Yeah, in, in Ariandel, like the Christmas theme there. Yeah. Yeah. And you do have a Santa thing going on. Yeah. Oh my god, Santa does wear red and he does have a beard. Yes. Uh, uh, you've got it. Oh, okay. And then the it'll end with Gail turning to camera after the boss fight and saying, and Merry Christmas to all of you at home. <laughs> okay. Well, again, thank you so much for this, Gail. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, That's all right. I've just traveled back in time again. <laughs> And maybe we'll have you on again. <laughs> if, I'm not, if I'm not too busy being the protagonist of Dark Souls 4. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any social media we can reach you on? 
Uh, you can purchase the Dark Souls 3 The Fire Fades collection, <laughs> in which I am on the front cover, despite playing an almost incidental role. Mm-hmm. You can also find me at the Cathedral of the Deep, where I will be um, ranting to myself and trapping people in paintings. And you can also find me in a a desert wasteland thousands of years in the future running around on all fours (laughs) like an animal. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.